Quiet on the set. Action. Machine Podcast. I am your moderator today, Jacob Gulliver, and I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. I have our writer, Ben Lifson, who is the hair and makeup on A Wrinkle in Time. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the resident poet on the set of Beetlejuice. And we have Dave and Heather Makowski, who are producers today, and they were the high-voltage technicians on Deadpool 2. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Good to be here. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. All right, so Ben, beginning with you, the theme of this story is a metaphorical tragedy. The main character is a patriotic biologist. The major event of the story is compromise. So the story, Jack Winston is a biologist. Jack Winston is a patriot. Jack Winston is charged with making a new creature that will be used in war. It's like a mix between pterodactyls and um, whatever looks good in CGI. I don't know. Snakes, that'll look good. I don't know. I'm not a marketing person. I understand that, you know, the CGI monster will probably be changed for my vision, but that's okay. The point is, he needs to create something that God does not want him to create. But his patriotism to use his super science in defiance of all that is not American. And so he's doing it, but he's starting to have doubts. His family, Jeff Goldblum's him, basically, and says, uh, no, he, he can't do that. I was trying to figure out what definition of Goldblum you're using, but now I get it. Right. And so the real tragedy is within, because he wants to be a patriot and do what's right. But he knows that his creature will be used for ill and despair. And so the darkness inside him grows he has nightmares about his creature. Do not give me life, father. I do not want to be born into this world, but I must. That is his struggle. He eventually compromises by making a creature, by mixing in a less dangerous creature into the mix. So he's like, I'm making my creature for America, but it's not necessarily the creature they wanted. I'm gonna mix in the DNA of a less dangerous creature like a walrus. I don't know, walruses might actually make it more scary, but again, I'll leave that to the CGI people. And so that's his compromise, to try to find some way between these two extremes and live with himself. But the real tragedy is, it's already too late. He cannot live in the world that he is corrupted. Thank you, I'm Ben Lifson. Good night. And do you have a title for this movie? Cross-section. Cross-section. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, you've been handed a draft for cross-section. Or chimera, whichever. Okay, so cross-section and then in parentheses, chimera. This is a film about uh, a man who's trying to build a patriotic creature for some purpose. War. Uh, war. Okay, war purpose and mm-hmm. wrestles with his guilt and conscience throughout the whole thing. This draft arrives to you wrapped in a, a blood-stained flag. What do you think? Is this something that you can turn to a movie? And how are you going to put your spin on it? Sure. So I know exactly what I'm doing. Oddly, this is like the same 
plot line for when in G.I. Joe they're trying to make Serpentor and they're gathering the DNA of like all the evil villains and everything. So, but instead of it being Cobra, it's the U.S. and the scientists doing it. So I think we're going to embrace the camp. We're going to make this an action comedy, right? So, and it's key. And I think, think the creature has to be like have a consciousness right away and have a dialogue while it's being created and talking to our scientists and we're gonna have our scientists speaking of jet we're gonna have our scientists played by jeff goldblum we're gonna lay into the camp and everything and that's the spin when people try and say you can't play god but it's jeff goldblum playing the god scientist i mean he's hot right now he just came off thor ragnarok everyone loves jeff goldblum we'll, we'll let him go full goldblum in this and the voice of the monster that he's creating which has a soul and everything is gonna be voiced by Patton oswalt and the thing is, like, as they're working, is Patton Oswald is trying to gain his own freedom and everything. So he's offering suggestions to kind of help Jack Winston, aka Jeff Goldblum's consciousness and everything. And really, it's a ploy to get escape so he can get free and, and not serve anyone and serve himself and everything. So I think, yeah, something like a walrus, like, let's let's just lean in, like, ridiculous. But no, let's, let's have, a, like, like, the DNA of, like, a pangolin as well in there like let's just get all the weird like earth creatures that are real and like mash them together so instead of cgi though i want to go as much practical effects as i can and while pat Oswalt will do the voice we're gonna have andy circus do all the mocap for the monster because i mean right who, who else are you gonna get so uh we're gonna have andy circus mocap screw that we're doing full practical Nope, we're doing Doug Jones. Andy Circus is out, full practical effects. Doug Jones, rubber monster suit. He's going to have fun. And there'll be some like fun action scenes where he's escaping the military base and everything. He's trying not to kill people, but he kind of accidentally does. So we'll have a few like Pat Oswalt's like, oh, sorry about the spine, buddy. Lines like that. We'll have him. And we'll let Pat Oswalt help write it, punch up the jokes. He'll be kind of, yeah, could he smack, could he do? At the end and everything. And it'll be fun. And yeah, we'll, and we'll also film it in 3D. So so we can sell tickets for eighteen dollars. That's all I got. All right. So, David Heather, you've got a, a draft for cross section parentheses Chimera. You've got Shit, some, I change the title. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you've got uh, Jeff Goldblum and Patton Oswalt attached. Some uh, live creature acting by Doug Jones. What do you think? Is this a, a movie that's going to sell? And what do we need to do to get butts in seats in that theater? I think the first thing we need to do is drop Chimera from the title because it sounds a lot like Crimea and I don't want people to think it's like a, a Russian collusion thing. I think you overestimate the intelligence of the average American, but go ahead. I feel like this is really sort of an intellectual piece. It's a <clears throat> modern retelling of the Frankenstein story, essentially. And so I think I'm estimating our audience appropriately. One little thing from a production standpoint is that, well, when it comes to cutting budget, if we're looking at someone who's going to look as much like a walrus as possible, uh, Patton Oswalt is already kind of moving toward that direction compared to Doug Jones. So I think we're going to stick with Patton Oswalt. Since he's doing the voice, we're just going to have him full on do the whole thing, and he's going to go on this very like pro-walrus uh, diet uh, and series of exercises he's doing where he really tries to, to build up his midsection, and he's just going to get some teeth put in. <laughs> and I think that'll be good enough. What do you think, Heather? You know, and I think that we should maybe run a promo with theaters. A thing that people really like right now, especially in the summertime, is koozies. So I feel like branded American flag, Jack Winston, Frankenstein, Walrus, promotional koozies is going to be the way that we're going to 
really fill the seats. Yeah, and definitely action figures. You know, since this is, we're going for patriotism, I'm not going to say we're going to do a rip-off of a Captain America look, but we're going to do a rip-off of a Captain America look and try to get as many people coming as possible. Um, and also, I really mm-hmm. think uh, test marketing will show that the, the walrus Patton Oswald onesies will go over very, very well, will be very popular. And really, that's where we're going to be making our money, is right. through the products. Yeah, and I think that that sort of dichotomy of action comedy, we're really going to market Jack Winston as the action character and, and go kind of full comedy with the with the Franken, the Franken walrus. But the other thing we really would like to have added is uh, to really get the marketing, we need a love story. And I think I think Jeff Goldblum and Patton Oswalt, I think that's a natural kind of uh, a love story of, of Frankenstein should fall in love with Frankenstein's monster. Uh, because Frankenstein's creature, creature, sorry. Because then we don't have to pay for other actors. What kind of a budget are you guys thinking for this? I think we should go kind of small, shaky cam, like very on the ground production. Maybe like eight hundred thousand is what I would want to throw. What? I think eight hundred thousand. Uh, boy, that's about twice of what I was thinking. You know, because I'm I'm thinking of a real like just a art house kind of a piece, but something that will pick up and become a cult classic and eventually make its money that way. And I'll just pay through royalties. Exactly. Nothing up front, a percentage of sales. Yeah, because because Jeff Goldblum, he's definitely you know he's, like desperate. He's, he's desperate for he's roles. Like he's like, what has he done lately? Nothing. Like, was he even done historically? Nothing. He's like not working at all, right? And I think he's really still trying to shake that sort of image of him in the fly. Yes, yes. People or still capitalize on that. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna pass it back over to our writer Ben. So is it four hundred or eight hundred thousand? It's eight hundred thousand. Okay. All right, so you've been given a budget. You can apparently afford Jeff Goldblum and Patton Oswalt for 800000 What do you think about these new changes? Well, the tone's a little different. I don't really see it as much of a tragedy anymore, except in my own sense. Um, but work is work, so we'll work with it. So, I mean, the love story, I mean, we have to do that. I think it's a little strange that Jeff Goldblum is basically going to be Patton Oswalt's father, and they're going to have that whole thing going on. But whatever, you know, audience accepted Lady and Fish Guy, so, you know, I'm, I'm Wait, sure... Have you been on Pornhub lately? It's yeah, I'm sure they'll... Porn. I'm sure, Just yeah, saying. they'll accept uh, Jeff Goldblum, Patton Oswalt, walrus incest, so why not? You know... <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll we'll get an Oscar. I don't know. So to maybe either make it more palpable or creepier, depending on your point of view, he's also going to inject some DNA from himself, too. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have, you know, a little bit of... That makes it so much worse. But you know what? I already wrote it, and, I'm, and I my delete button's broken, so we're going to go with it. So yeah, so it's a little bit of a narcissism thing, too. And, you know, just a little bit of, like, father, except... Patton Oswalt would say daddy, probably. Perfect. Because that's funnier. I'm, 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 I'm assuming that's funnier. You know, they'll have some... And maybe, you know what, we'll have a scene where, you know, have a little bit of a son-father issues they have. So maybe, you know, him taking Patton Oswalt walrus to go play baseball and, you know, throwing the ball in. Patton Oswalt can't do it because he has slippers. <clears throat> and um, going to a uh, baseball game. I, I don't know what father and sons do. I'm sorry. Well, I shouldn't be sorry. But uh, no, no, I, I've worked through those issues. Don't worry about it. And yeah, you know, just, just, just really have a strong father-son slash romance connection. And slash is right. Yeah. Uh, man. Okay. So uh, let's just have them improv as much as they can because maybe they can find something in this uh, mind that I can't. 
It'll save budget on writers, too, honestly. What? Oh, no, yeah, no, the, the improv thing was... That's a bad idea. We'll keep the writers. Did you just wink? Uh, All right, so Kyle, <laughs> you've been handed a, a new draft with yeah. a few a few tears. It's great. I'm, so. I'm actually writing down all the incest as much as I assure the writer it's fine and the producer like, like we'll say we're we're not doing any of that. Also, bad news from the studio. Pat Oswalt has more self respect. He's a good enough actor. He won't work for royalties, and neither will Jeff Goldblum because he's busy filming like Jurassic World Seven or whatever right now. However. Because I'm good, I got connections. I got us poor man's Jeff Goldblum. John Turturro is on to play uh, Jack Winston, and uh, we needed a chubby actor who maybe has lost some self-respect, maybe fallen out of the spotlight. But we know he's got acting chops. He's kind of big. He's heavy. He, he he looks walrus-like. We're gonna get Val Kilmer back on screen, and yeah, Val Kilmer. We know he has you know like uh, was it True Genius? We know he has some real comedic chops and everything like. He's been living off residuals and stuff for so long that he decided he wants to just do art for art's sake. So we're really blessed to bring him back on screen for the first time since God knows whatever the last film he did. So other than that, yeah, I'm I'm really leaning to making this like a kid's film. Lots of fart jokes and slapstick and everything. Like, I love the idea of them playing catch with flippers and just the, the Val Kilmer walrus man getting hit in the face and the nuts multiple times with a baseball. We'll probably only put one or two cuts of those in the movie, but we'll film plenty of them. This because it'd be fun to shoot a pitching machine at Val Kilmer in a walrus suit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's going to be fun. And, and, and it'll be good. Like, well, Val Kilmer will be, he realized, Val Kilmer can make fun of himself. We'll launch his career back. He'll, he'll become a comedic actor. You know, it's, he'll, he'll get a second career. It'll be great. John Turturro will do John Turturro. You know, he's weird and has obviously no self-respect as all the Transformers movies he's done. So he'll do this. No problem. So that's all I got. All right. So we'll pass it back over to the Mikowskis. Dave and Heather, what do you guys think? Is is this going the way that you're expecting? And what needs to change before it goes out into the theaters? Oh, yeah, I really like the way it's going. I'm very excited about uh, the thought of uh, Val Kilmer. And I think we could sign him and John Turturro up to, like, many sequels. Like, we could just write in whatever number we want. If we're like, a oh, thousand of these, they would just sign on. I think that when it comes to, you know, some people are pointing out that the incest factor might be difficult from a marketing perspective, might not quite get us the child's audience that we need. So what we're going to do is we're going to go a little more old boil with it, where they're not they're they're going to forget that they're related. Uh, walruses age very rapidly, so there'll be a baby walrus. Be some hilarious. We'll do some prequels uh, later on about the baby walrus process. Then the walrus goes out and swims for a while and comes back as fully grown, and they both have forgotten each other and they fall in love. And that way, it's less weird. But that's when we get the final twist at the end, the sad, tragic twist. Like I said, like Old Boy. I'm sure you guys have seen that film. Classic yeah, South Korean. Yeah, it's not really a kid's film. Well, shoot. My kids really liked it, but now they hate me. So I guess there's a... Heather, what do you think? I, I'm not actually on board with getting the, the entire sort of love story out of the picture. We all know that sex sells. Hmm. Um, even in kids' movies, I think. So I, I would prefer that we keep that aspect of it in. I do think that the prodigal son tilt that you're bringing where the walrus leaves and swims and comes back and is estranged, I think that that does add some good depth and dimension 
Yeah, and a little known fact, Bill Kilmer has actually been working on his walrus look for years now. This has been... Uh, method acting. Yes, it is method acting. Uh, he, he learned it, of course, from um, Marlon Brando, who also, many people didn't know this, but he was looking for eventually playing a walrus. Yeah, but, Val specifically switched his entire diet over to just buckets of fish heads. Yeah, and I believe, I believe that when it comes to budget, he will pay us. He will pay us. Yeah. To get more fish heads? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel very confident in this in this film's ability to generate an audience and buzz. Yes, and I think that I could even see like a Disney animated TV series based on Baby based Walrus. on this. Baby Walrus, Baby Walrus, uh, incest love. Yes, I think that could Ugh. go over well. I can see the dollar signs already. All right, so I'm going to put cross-section into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like uh, the national anthem overlaid with uh, a mad science maniacal laugh. <laughs> so this movie does not do great. Uh, this this movie is... Uh, I mean, it, it probably at least makes its budget back. Because <laughs> it had none. Yeah, it does, it does make it, its budget back, but the ensuing hatred prevents you guys from making anything else beyond this film. Not only is it kind of gross and uh, unpleasant to to watch, it's also giving very mixed messages and that's very difficult to follow. There's this whole element of like patriotism and like, should I create this monster? But then there's also this like wanting to fuck the monster that's your kid or something <laughs> like that. And it's this really bizarre experience for everybody who goes in. The parents with kids who go in are just very vocally outraged by this. Um, and there's some people who think you're making, like, some kind of, you know, weird artistic statements or, like, you know, the idea that to be patriotic equals incest or something like that. Well, that was my intent, but... So, yeah, this movie does not go over great. Um, you guys, unfortunately, do not get to make movies again in the industry after that one. The, the studio shuts you guys down. Uh, but that said, this is the movie machine. It's predicting the future. It's showing us the results. And each of you are going to get two minutes of time travel magic or last-minute changes. Or you can just call it art if you would like. So beginning with our writer, Ben, what would you like to change? Well, I would change... You know what? To remove the implications of... One of the many implications of other species-ism. Let's, let's, have, let's do like the Beauty and the Beast thing where it's like, Oh no, it's not an animal because it's a human. So, you know what? Uh, the walrus is going to be a human who then got mutated into walrus form. You know, then we can get, you know, the guy without sans any of the makeup beforehand. And then, you know, he gets dumped on, you know, it was less of a biology thing and more of like, uh, you know, we're messing with the chemicals. Whoops. Uh, you know, Ninja Turtle style. And then it's like less, you know, incest because the creature is not being born. You know, they're being, you know, recreate, recreated as the creature and maybe the memories. But, you know, technically they're still not related anymore. So I think that will get that. And you know what? Let's, you know, because I think people, you know, whenever patriotism for like America things is always bring up, oh, people always look into it more. So let's just change the country to Canada, you know, and it'll be like patriotic for Canada and no one's going to look into it. And I guess he's part of the Canadian military. So there, we're changing that. Besides, walruses are big in Canada, I'm pretty sure. So we'll be good. I'm sure everything is just perfect now. Okay. So, Kyle, what do you think? Is this going the way you want, and what's what needs to change? So, I agree that the incest in all sex has to go. Like, this has to be a ridiculous, over-the-top movie. 
I love moving into Canada and we can really embrace the camp and comedy and make this like kind of in the veins of a FDR whatever American, American badass kind of film or you know like we can have some over the top violence but absolutely no sex because as we know about people in North America the parents will let their kids watch someone eviscerate another person but as soon as there's like a more than you know paternal kiss then they they freak out right so no sex whatsoever i'm not gonna film like every time the studio's like are you filming the sex scene today oh yeah and we're just gonna literally film like dance numbers or something like so we have a full day of filming and then we have no footage of anything sexy whatsoever it'll be slapstick and everything we're just gonna embrace the goofiness we have lots of shots of walrus Val kilmer trying to do everyday things like make a coffee or fill an ice cube tray and stuff and with his flipper hands it'll be really hard and that will be kind of a running joke throughout it's like haha walrus man you're barely functional in a civilized society isn't it hilarious because it's hilarious and then if there is a love scene we want the walrus man to fall in love with like a pretty barista or something in the coffee shop because you know we got to fill those hollywood tropes and we'll just we'll find some you know young blonde or brunette or redhead actress from Actors' equity, and it'll be fine. You know, just we'll pick by the headshot. I don't care. But that's only if the studio insists. Like, I will even, like, I'd rather not have any kind of love story or whatever. Anyway, if we do have, like, a woman love story, it will be like friendship. They go on picnics together and everything. There's no insinuating anything else. We'll let the slash fiction take care of that on Reddit afterwards. And we'll be, that'll be it. Captain Walrus of the Canadian Brigade. That's what I'm going to rename it to. Okay. So, Dave and Heather, you have a last-minute name change. Uh, You've got a lot more comedy elements. What do you think? Is this going the direction you want? Well, we're not really interested in budging on the sex scenes. But we are willing to compromise. If we get that undercurrent, we would be willing to drop the promotional koozies. Uh, We'll add 200000 to the budget, square it out at a million. We want to swap out the soundtrack, I think, to something... That is a bit more kind of youthful, a bit more edgy, a bit more artistic. We want to film now with with cooler tones. We really want to sort of lean into the art house vibe on this. And we want to focus on the patriotism metaphor. Uh, And we would like Chimera put back into the name of the movie. Another little bit of a change that we're going to put up in there is I do like the idea of it being Canadian. I think Kyle had a good point that, you know, parents are accepting of like a lot of violence, but not sex. So while we're keeping the sex, we're going to, to distract from it, really increase the violence. And we're going to try to make this walrus man kind of like a Wolverine kind of character, but without the claws, you know, to be his tusks. Uh, and he'll go through a, a little walrus rage uh, where he just uh, destroys and murders a whole bunch of people. Um, um, and every time, like immediately before or after a sex scene, we'll have some major murder sprees so that there'll be more trauma about that and they'll forget. It won't be until like years later that they'll have recovered memories of like, oh, that's right. There was also these sex scenes. Uh, I think that's a good strategy to go with. So are, are we then calling it Captain Morris and the Canadian Brigade Chimera or the Chimera? It's going to be Chimera colon Captain Walrus and the Canadian Brigade. Okay. We'll make people think it's an acronym. Nobody wants to take the time to spell it out. <laughs> so. Okay. So I'm going to put Chimera, colon, Captain Walrus, and the Canadian Brigade into the movie machine again. Um, it spit it right back out, guys. I'm sorry. Nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 
this movie is still a flaming pile of trash. Uh, <laughs> no one enjoys it. I tried to make it fun. Yeah. Canada sues the production house because they didn't authorize any use of their uh, uh, official national branding within the uh, the film. Unfortunately, for a million dollars, you cannot get a country to sign on to this. Oh, that's a real country? I thought it was like Wakanda. Canada no. is real? Oh. That is real. That is real. So, yeah, this movie goes down as a pretty bad film overall. We can still work in the United States, though. You can still work in the United States. Perfect. There is that. Okay. Yes. Silver lining. So there you have it, folks. Chimera, colon, Captain Walrus, and the Canadian Brigade, or the Canada Brigade, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, and as always, we're going to end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. What is the definition of light? Bye, everyone. <laughs>